Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and eating hot dogs. They're high in protein and have a fun shape. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who has never eaten at a Wahlburgers before and probably never will. <laughs> Today, we are giving a second chance to the movie the happening we're discussing the happening today because it's an m night Shyamalan movie and he's got a new movie in theaters or streaming i don't know how anything works in 2021 now because of the pandemic we don't know how to operate anymore and watch movies we got too many options the new movie he has is called old Wow, that is confusing as hell we're watching one of his old not his new movie old but an old movie of his the happening and so because it's an older movie i when we're going to be talking about it i have to forewarn everyone spoilers and while we're on the topic of it we're probably going to spoil other m night Shyamalan movies so if you haven't seen them all and you needed to see them all oopsie doodles (laughs) but trust us you don't need to see them all (laughs) just a select few is fine let me remind everyone who in let people know who haven't seen it go over the summary of this movie a science teacher his wife and a young girl struggle to survive a plague that causes those infected to commit suicide how would you describe this movie one of the best worst movies i've ever seen that will make you laugh in a group setting and it's mark Wahlberg pretending to know science while plants are making people kill themselves (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) that's kind of it yeah (laughs) plants is the thing that is killing everyone um the way i pitch this to people is this is the this is the m night Shyamalan movie where things happen oh because they do during my first time watching this uh my buddy and i would always just pause hey something's going to happen <laughs> it it was our goal to say happen or happening any form of that as much as possible because they did it in the movie there's i think from what i have recorded 25 times they say some version of the word happening oh in my this movie. god is that how they came up with the title was they just for like i don't know what to call this thing but we sure say happening a lot so that'll do i I think happening is also like a tagline for one of his other pre i think for like six cents something's happening or you know (laughs) uh whatever dude this is it's the laziest title it really is because m night something always is happening in a movie you know you can't just like call it a movie the happening 
Things are always happening in movies, good or bad. What would you call it, though? Uh, The grass? The plant-demic. Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Oh my god, yes! Plant-demic. Plant-demic! Tell us about your first time seeing The Happening. I think my buddies and I went to the theater. We saw in the theaters. Um, I'm pretty sure it released, like, on... On and around my birthday. So we probably went like, yes, new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Even though I wasn't really on board with M. Night Shyamalan. I I, I don't like the twist endings in all of his movies. Uh, the, the, I guess, first one, Sixth Sense, solid movie, solid twist. But then after that, we all expected a twist. And from a lot of other movies, we expect twists to happen. And I don't necessarily think twists need to happen. Oh, man. So this is what happens with M. Night Shyamalan movies for me. The trailers have such a unique, interesting premise. All the trailers, I'm like, I need to see what happened. What is this? I'm so curious, intrigued. And then when I get to the movie, I'm just always let down. I'm so bummed. And I feel like this was the last one I saw in theater that I was like, you know what? Fool me five times. I'm done. <laughs> I do have to say, though, uh, one of his more recent movies, The Visit, uh, was really really good and had a really wonderful twist that was sort of subtle and I felt like that really flew under the radar for a lot of people but for me I actually saw that in theaters and thought like oh he's like coming back to good things and then he did split and glass and I was like oh honey I don't know anymore um and last airbender (laughs) oh my god that's right so my first experience with the happening extremely similar to yours um you know i'd seen unbreakable and signs and the sixth sense and i liked all of them and then the village i was like get me out of here this is horrendous i did not like that um so it was like yeah ups and then we're starting to tank and then like you said, he has good trailers. So when I saw the trailer and like all this ominous stuff is happening, it's like, what? What's happening in the happening? I gotta I find think out. The shot in the trailer of like the pe- the construction workers falling off the building. Yes. That that sold it. I was like, oh, whoa, what is happening? Yes. What is happening? What here? is happening in the happening? Yeah, I remember that in the trailer being like, whoa, spooky. So yeah, my friends and I went to the theaters to see it. And we were like, ooh, it's going to be a spooky movie. And we laughed out loud the entire time, as did everyone else in the theaters. It was like uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 up in that movie theater. So we actually had like a really fun experience watching it because uh, for the wrong reasons. But um, and then afterwards, like when it came on DVD, like I think I got it and I'd get friends to watch it. And we'd all just like laugh our asses off because some parts are just so ridiculous that it's so, so funny. So yeah, for a while there it was something like my friend group and I would just put on and just have a good old laugh too. You know what? Enough of what we thought about it our first time. Let's hear what other people thought about their first time. The tomato meter? Oh man, it's 17%. That's that's pretty low. That's, that's really one of the low. lowest we've ever reviewed. Yeah. And the yeah. audience score? Not much higher. 24%. Oof. 
Quaz, we need to cheer me up with some positive reviews. As always, we like to start off a little more positive with our reviews. So let's get into some reviews from people that did enjoy this movie in an unironic sort of way. It was hard. It was hard finding these positive reviews. There's not many. Most of the positive reviews I was reading, and I tried not to include any that were like backhanded, because like I, I want some legit like nice things to say about this movie. Uh man, there was so many bad reviews. So many, and so many positive reviews that yeah, had a had a backhanded comment here or there. <sighs> okay, positive. Renee Rodriguez with the Miami Herald said, a subtle measured work, which means there will be many who find it dull and pointless. Okay, okay. So if you don't like this movie, then you're dumb and don't understand subtle measured work. That's your problem. Glenn Whip of Los Angeles Daily News. It's creepy, silly fun. And if it came from anyone else, it would be recognized as such. One thing is for certain, the man hasn't lost his ability to entertain. Oh, honey, yes, he has. <laughs> he has. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I will have to say that it's entertaining. It's entertaining the in the way it was not meant to be. So everyone's favorite sassy bitch reviewer (laughs) (laughs) who always has something to say, Roger Ebert, actually liked the happening. Can you believe it? Very surprised. So surprised. So surprised. He hates movies. (laughs) He hates movies. But he liked the happening. He said, Shamalan's approach is more effective than smash and grab plot mongering. His use of the landscape is disturbingly effective. The performances by Wahlberg and Deschanel bring a quiet dignity to their characters. Okay, so I guess I have to talk about my opinion about M. Night <laughs> right now. Um, he is a good director. He is a terrible... Uh, screenwriter yes he's um, I, I think he's good at a concept i don't think he's good at, at like the pieces of that concept specifically dialogue and characters what yeah dialoguing dialogue characters not so what he needs to do his next movie m night if you for anyone that knows him night please pass this info to him when you have an idea for a movie great keep that idea tell it to someone who can write it well get a friend that's really good at writing let them write it. Tell them these are the ideas I want, and then that, that they can pass you and say, "That's great. I'm gonna just make this character a human, yeah. um, and then we're gonna work with that." Uh, he can direct the movie so well because, like, I'm I'm at the edge of my seat in moments of like, uh, again, that's why I'm roped into the movie because everything looks good. I've got one from our favorite <gasps> reviewer. Is it who I think it is? It's no. No, Minnow. Oh, what'd you say? What'd you say? From BeliefNet. Is is this another one? (laughs) I don't recognize this at all. Yeah, as for listeners, Nell is somebody who just pops up in very different sources all the time. So I like that job job hopping. Let's do it. Serious. What a hustle. I respect her so much. M. Night Shyamalan is one of the most talented filmmakers working today, but he seems out of ideas. Nell, 
if there's one thing about M. Night Shyamalan I could say, he's never out of ideas. He can cook them up quick and they're intriguing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. The execution, not always there. But this idea was intriguing. I think, like we said, he's got strengths and weaknesses and hey we all do um and one of his strengths is popping out like a really unique and engaging idea well i think it's time to see what the people were saying that did not like the happening okay i can i'm down for that okay so nigel floyd with timeout said at first a great deal happens then nothing much happens for quite some time then something so underwhelming happens that one is left wondering did that really just happen brandon collins of medium popcorn this is terrible god awful nothing could have helped this movie tim brayton with antagony and ecstasy i don't know what the fuck that is but a publication of some kind other than its right possibility for mockery, I cannot think of anything that makes the film really worthwhile. And I don't disagree, but like the mockery of it is so entertaining that I'm not mad about it. So Joe, in, yes. in the spirit of a Shyamalan twist, I have a little twist right now. What? I want to change things up. And I have a game for us to play. I love games. You love games. We love games here. Usually we save our games to the end of the show, but I want to twist it up and put it towards the top. What a twist. What a twist. All right, Joe. So this game is about the dialogue in the happening. I'm going to give you a quote, and you're going to tell me if this line happened in the happening. All right. Oh, if it happened in the happening? Yes. Is there bonus points for me guessing what other movie it could be in? Or did you make these up? Um, They are from other movies. And if okay. you can guess, why not? Let's give you a bonus point. And if you uh, can guess when it's said, also bonus point. Yikes. Okay. There's a lot of pressure because I did not study this movie enough or paid half attention. So, Joe, are you ready to play the game? Did this line happen in the happening? I'm ready as I'll ever be. So, I'm going to give you a softball. So, we'll start off easy. We ate tiramisu together. That is it. Did that line happen in the happening? I I, I think so. I'm pretty sure that's a Zoe Deschanel line about Joey. Correct. Zoe Deschanel is talking to a guy that she once had dessert with and tells him they only had tiramisu together and he needs to cool it. Uh, That's M. Night Shyamalan as Joey. We just hear his voice and see his text. Never get to see him. (laughs) Wow. Good job. What a performance. performance. He likes to throw himself like Hitchcock. Just put him himself in every movie. He does. He really, really does. Next one. Uh Uh-huh. I'm just going to talk in a very positive manner, giving off good vibes. We're just here to use the bathroom and we're just going to leave. I hope that's okay. 
Does that line oh. happen in the happening? Oh my god. Uh I feel like they definitely want to use a bathroom somewhere, but I'm gonna say no, this is not from the happening. You are wrong. It does happen <laughs> in the happening. There just was so much dialogue altogether. I didn't think it could have been from this movie. Well, it comes from Mark Wahlberg while they find an abandoned house to use a bathroom and he sees a plant and he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And then realizes it's a plastic plant. Is this what he's talking to the plant? Yep. <laughs> oh God. Okay. <laughs> now this one, I know you'll nail. I know you'll nail it. You know, Hot dogs get a bad rap. They are cool shape and they got protein. This 100% happens in the happening. It's my favorite line in this movie. <laughs> oh my God, that guy, that performer, uh, Frank Cullison, who's dubbed nursery owner, uh, he says it before they go on there, get in the car and leave the nursery. That is so correct. Good job. Good job. It's an iconic line in the movie. That's for it's sure. The best line in the movie. Here's another. They like to get the landmarks. That's Does that the, That's the that, entire quote? That's the entire quote. No, there's no <laughs> way that happened in this movie. Can you guess what movie it's from? Uh, Independence Day? Ding, ding, ding. Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> <laughs> they like to get the landmarks. <laughs> it makes sense. So, Joe, does this line happen in the happening? Oof. You should be more interested in science, Jake. You know why? Because your face is perfect. The problem is your face is perfect at 15. That this line is from the happening. Yeah. This it does happen Mark in Wahlberg the happening. Being a science teacher, talking to the pretty boy. About that is how correct. His ears are going to get too big. That is correct. He talks to a literal child like that. All right. You're at the place where the killers meet to decide what to do with the crippled girl. No, this is not in this movie. Is it from an M. Night Shyamalan movie? You are wrong. It does happen in the happening. <laughs> what? It happens in the opening scene. With the two girls sitting on a park bench, one is reading a book. She looks up from her book and says, I don't know what place I'm at. And somehow her friend knows the exact plot point she's at in the book, which is where the killers meet to decide what to do with the crippled girl. Holy hell. <laughs> wow. Last question. Joe, does this line happen in the happening? What's happening? I don't know. I can't think. Uh, I'm going to say there's no way they said that in the movie. No, it's <laughs> definitely in that movie. It is not in the movie. It could be in the movie. It could be in the movie. They might have said something along those lines. But it happens in M. Night Shyamalan's latest movie, Old. So, Joe, I was not keeping score, but I think you won the... Does this line happen in the happening game? So good job. I didn't get a perfect score, so I can't award myself a trophy. All right. So now that we've gotten that game out of the way, let's talk about our second chance with the happening. Oh, yikes. Let's start off with things I like. The fact that there's an invisible threat is really intriguing. That like something is making everyone kill themselves and we have no idea what to do, and there's no way to stop it. 
you can't see it coming and the only way that it can really be shown is the trees there's not like a weird like computer generated mist that we see it is literally just trees in the wind and grass in the wind it's creepy as hell good job good job m9 I totally agree with you. I think the initial concept is pretty fascinating that they're, like you said, an invisible threat that you don't know how to fight or how to survive. Um, You know, the sporadic sort of mass suicide angle is interesting, but I also have a lot of questions about, like, why don't the plants just, like, mass murder people or make people drop dead why is it this why do they commit suicide like that's never why do really... they repeat phrases walk backwards and then figure out a way to kill themselves right there's a lot of very specific things that the plants make people do some people like they're frozen still for a very long time as well like and then i guess they kill themselves like so i think it might have been more threatening or or horrifying if it was just like people fucking like dropping dead maybe Um, it's just not as visually interesting as unique deaths because i think that's another thing i think that's really strong in this is there's a lot of creative deaths killings of you know of themselves um i won't get into all the detail or all the the deaths um do you have a particularly favorite or intriguing one that you were like, oh, that w-, besides the construction crew just falling off, because that's the one that draw- drew us into this movie. So I think the most interesting one is the lawnmower. Yes. They, fa- they turn on the lawnmower and just like lay down and let it. I like the old woman uh, when Mark Wahlberg and, and Zoe Deschanel and the kid are like, you know, inside, but she goes outside. So she gets affected and she just starts fucking banging her head against the outside of the house, against a window. And that was, you know, not necessarily like unique, but it was so haunting. It's also to weird die. because she's almost acting for the plants, breaking the windows to yes. get to Mark. And I just think, does she know that? Do the plants know that? Like, when do we what is happening what is Mm -hmm. happening what is happening i think my the weakest death is i know you're not going to enjoy this jeremy strong uh shooting himself in the field so i'm so glad you brought this up because we had two succession cast members in this movie interesting who's the second the second one is um god what's his name alan um Yes, Alan Ruck. Didn't know he was in succession. He's the oldest brother who's like a total loser. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, you're totally right. Loved seeing Jeremy Strong. Didn't realize, like, did not realize it was him until this viewing. But yeah, it's a, yeah. It's, it's a lame. It's a he lame wasn't one. like a name. Now he's no. like been in a lot of stuff now. He's wonderful, yeah. Um, I The reason I think it's lame, I don't think the act of itself is lame. It's just... We already previously saw a cop shoot himself using a gun. I think the fact that it was always using interesting ways, we just kind of repeated the police uniformed person using a gun on themselves. And I think we just we just copied the one we just did. The The last thing I like about this movie mm-hmm. is 
the performances from supporting and minor characters, everyone, everyone in this movie, except our two leads, I love everyone. Mostly because like a lot of them are like no name actors or like I can't say no name, but like they're not well known actors or they've only done like one thing or no things and they're killing it. They are just like just shine, especially hot dog guy. Hot dog guy, I really <laughs> like. Um, I also, yeah, I think uh, Jeremy Strong is the like nervous, like private that looks like I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like the most person in charge because I'm in uniform, but I don't know what's going on. Um, he's good. Lekozamo needs to be in way more things. He's Everything. So talented. Um, he's bringing it here, and yeah, I'm. So- I'm really irritated that he dies, but I get it. This is a movie where everyone's going to die except our main characters. But, like, oh, man. I do like that he gets in a car with Dante from Clerks. Like, <laughs> yeah. what is Dante doing in this movie and has zero lines? <laughs> man, that's crazy. And then just runs his car into a tree, yeah. flies out, I'm like, oh no, poor Dante. Oh, oh. and then Leguizama like, sits down and it's like, oh man, man. Oh man. You're right. I think that ev- everyone except for our main two are reacting in a way that like I would if this shit was going on, like it felt more real. Yeah, everyone is doing their best Um, and like sort of has this terror and this confusion in a way that feels very realistic um obviously except for Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel and I think that if they if both of them were cast different like if if those two roles were cast with other people there would have been a difference because neither one of them like act can act they're not acting they're just saying lines also they're 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 good actors not in this Mm, i disagree (laughs) they're they're Mm. they're fine Uh, there Uh, are no complaints about them as actors except in this movie um another very strange thing is that uh john leguizamo's character is is off to find his wife um so he leaves his daughter in the care of these two buffoons and (laughs) (laughs) like my god like i know he didn't have a choice but like they're the the two worst people to leave your kid with man i'm so sorry um what's especially he knew that like oh they're probably getting a divorce right (laughs) i'm gonna leave my kid with them he straight up like hated zoe de chanel's character and was like oh i guess you're her new mom whatever um What's very strange is this this girl, this little girl, is with us the entire time. She's basically like the third character. Yeah. She's the most seen at, besides uh, Marky Mark and Deschanel. Um, and she doesn't have a single line of dialogue until literally the very last scene. And it's one line of dialogue. And I just watching it this time around, I paid more attention to it and just like did not get the choice to have this little girl say nothing. It was very strange. 
Um, it did. It wasn't. She was like, a prop, not a character. Yes, and she was. I will say, like doing some good facial expressions. Because at first, I was like, "Is it that she's a kid actor?" And they're like, "Well, we can't get her to act, so let's just not ever talk." But like, that's not the vibe I got. It's just like they just literally did not have her talk. They had characters talk at her, and she would just look at them. It was very strange. I do want to say, though, that, like, while I shit on this movie, um, like I said before, my friends and I would watch it and just laugh so hard. And even this time around watching it by myself, I was still chuckling. So even though the movie wasn't meant for this, I do like how much, like, joy it's brought me and how many fun memories of just, like, sitting around with my friends laughing at this movie it's brought me. So that's something I like. So does that no. count? <laughs> if you wanted to. I I don't. It doesn't it doesn't bring me the joy that it brings you. Um so the performances are really rough, especially our two leads are just mm-hmm. like so boring. I think I mentioned it before. Wahlberg delivers his lines just so dry. It's so weird how like how much extra diction he's trying to force that it it just is weird. Like has he talked before? He has like had a conversation with someone and knows that's not how people talk. I don't know what happened here. What is going on? Do you think it's the bees? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, you know, like I said, I, like I could take or leave Mark Wahlberg. He doesn't do much for me really. But like in this case, it's not only bad acting, it's just like, like just like not talking normally, like just yeah. not sounding normal. and it's like robotic it's very strange and zoe deschanel is not much better she is actually where i think more i think she's insufferable in this movie (laughs) i like his performance more than hers she just is also extremely robotic they try to make her very emotional as well which is strange because she never actually like hits emotions it's just very odd and like we were saying like the characters outside of these two are all doing the thing so i don't know what happened with like these two specific actors here you want to know who was considered to play alma yes it might upset you oh no it upset you because we didn't get this okay amy adams oh my god but <laughs> she declined <laughs> i understand good choice good, good choice. choice amy good choice <sighs> Okay, so this really bothers me. It's something I didn't realize until this time around. Okay, so when all this stuff starts happening, Mark Wahlberg's at school. They're like, hey, we're closing school down. Go home. Get out of here. People committing suicide. Shit's getting weird. He comes home and Alma, Ms. Deschanel, is sitting on the couch watching the news being like, this is really weird. What is happening? Okay, so meaning that she was at home and she had some time, right? She was just kicking it. Well, while Mark Wahlberg's at school, he calls her and he's like, hey, let's uh, get out of here. We can go to John Leguizamo's parents' house. Like, let's kick it there. Let's get out of here. And she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So meaning she knew there was a plan to get out and had time to kick it on the couch. This bitch, when they leave their house, is wearing a halter dress. She's wearing a halter dress the entire time. And I'm like, hell no. 
girl, you're in an emergency level state where you got to get out. You're telling me you're not going to take the like few minutes to put on like, I don't know, like yoga pants, something like sensible to be able to run in no like gym shoes. Like what in the fuck? So that annoyed me. It's like when Bryce Dallas Howard was wearing heels the whole time in Jurassic World. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how you dress in an emergency girl. As an Eagle Scout, I would be prepared. And I'm very insulted that she wasn't even the slightest bit prepared. She was not. And there is no way in hell that if I had to leave my house and make a run for it, that I would be wearing any sort of skirt situation. You find me in pants, yoga pants that I can run in. She's also in the mindset of like, I might leave my husband for this guy, Joey. So wouldn't she have a to-go bag as well for that? Right. She She is so dumb. Okay, so that brings me to another thing that I just find so insufferable about this movie um so they're having marital problems they sure are they sure are i don't think she even likes him it seems like but the whole time it's it's like we're supposed to be rooting for them to work things out and i don't care i don't care at all i she's the worst you are too and meanwhile, she's got this like side piece, but not really. They just ate tiramisu together. And <laughs> she literally says tiramisu like a goddamn psychopath. <laughs> My God. So there's this like running theme throughout the movie where she's unsure of the marriage and he loves her and, you know, he wants to fight for her, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, like they have this. I guess, romantic, like, resolution or whatever. I feel nothing when they're like, let's work it out, babe. Like, I don't care. So the ending of this movie feels really inconclusive to me. Yes. Um, because, like, like you ju- they just jumped together back in their relationship, right? Like... Yeah. And I, I, really should, I wasn't really rooting for or booing against. Like, I wasn't, like, no one way or the other. Um... And then, like, everything's, like, fine. The plants just, like, went 12 hours. We're like, fuck humans. And then <laughs> they were, like, done. They were like, oh, we've we decided to chill. We just need to get a couple of you guys. Yeah. And then, and then jump to, hey, it's happening in Paris now. What? <laughs> right. Right. What, what, what a weird way to end this, like. I like the idea that like it's going to happen globally. So my my thoughts are, um, either stick this this story should be played out in two ways. One, just stick with Elliot's just Elliot's journey. One character, their journey through this, or go global. Get it, different people around the world because this is a big global thing. It's happening. It's a big threat, and we're all nervous about it. Um, that way, we get people from like different countries different parts of at least the u.s you know wherever it is i want to see more people in more areas getting attacked not just like rural pennsylvania i think it's really interesting that it's taking place in pennsylvania because we never get movies from pennsylvania so i really like that as a setting but if that's the case i i do think it a little bit more this movie needed to be smaller to just 
more Elliot's story. Because, um, like, when we, as much as I love Legazamo, when we leave Elliot to follow what Legozama's doing, it feels really out of place, especially because he dies that scene. And I, I think him going off and us never knowing what happens to him is even more stronger, like, because we know his wife's dead if he, she's not responding. Just assume he's dead too. I don't need to see how he dies. Um, just see Elliot running into different issues because the beginning can start off with showing us everyone, but once we get to Elliot, stick with Elliot in his journey. And I say too, you know, have Elma in there as well. We don't need to get rid of her, but get rid of their tension because um, literally it adds nothing that she may or may not leave him. And at the very end, yes, we find out she's pregnant. Oh my God. Why oh, not? Yeah. Why not? Oh, yeah. Have, yeah. They're just pregnant all of a sudden. Why not have her be pregnant? like throughout the whole thing making the threat of it all even scarier that like yeah. it's not just her it's our our future family like there's just so many ways to have gone about it i like this sort of you know the metaphors the the allegories of like humans are a threat to plants and this planet and we gotta like fuck them up but yeah the way it's done is super strange and at the end when uh mark and mark and zoe de chanel like run out to be with each other uh we kind of we fade to black and there's just a very quick voiceover where ellie just says like oh i guess the event must have ended right before we went outside like what in the hell like <laughs> what why it doesn't explain anything there's no explanation and it's not like i i'm not the type of movie viewer that needs every single detail like handed to me but like you gotta give me something here we need the details right and it's not even like you have to give me all the details but like again and the the lack of details make things so convoluted throughout this whole movie again going back to there's if there's no rules um none of it makes sense like why and why does it stop why did it start to begin with why are the plants having people literally commit suicide instead of killing that like there's just there's a big mystery and it just all stays a mystery and that is so problematic it makes no sense all right well jessica would you give it a second chance I would absolutely give it a second chance if I'm watching it with people, if, you know, maybe uh, my friends and I are a little inebriated, we need to laugh. Like, uh, if you're going in for seriousness, do not watch it. Watch something else. Watch any other horror movie ever. Um, but yeah, I say give it a second chance if you're looking for a comedy with <laughs> with an audience with you. <laughs> um, I'm going to say no second chance for me. Um, I I don't have like a group of friends that would sit down and make comments throughout the entire time. This kind of might blanket every M. Night Shyamalan movie. Watch the trailer, save yourself an hour and a half. <laughs> Watch the trailer, go to the Wikipedia page and find out what's happening. Yeah, find out what's 
happening happening all right guys well thank you for listening to another episode of second chance movies if you have a movie that you want us to give a second chance to please let us know we would love to cover it um also please like subscribe leave a comment let us know what you think don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Second Chance Movies to stay up to date with the show. You can find the links in the show notes below. Uh, thank you to BD McBeatface for making our theme song. And yeah, we'll be back next week with another Second Chance movie. Hot dogs. I'm a teacher. <laughs> Second Chance Movies.